Welcome to Art is Worship. Each week we feature stories of artists and explore their process of creation. I'm your host, Vanessa Lowry, and I'm thankful that you're joining me. On this show, I talk with artists of various faiths, working in a wide range of mediums, on the common theme of how they use inspiration and creativity as an expression of their spirituality. Learn how their art is an expression of their own connection to however they name God, Jehovah, Allah, Source, the Universe, the Great Mystery, or something else. My hope is that these stories will inspire your creative efforts and your own spiritual expression. My guest today is Crystal Slagley. She's an award-winning cake concept artist. She holds 15 certificates in a variety of cake decorating techniques, including a master certificate in sugar paste, royal icing, and sugar flowers. Crystal is one of only 10 people in the United States to have this exclusive certification. She's constantly seeking to educate herself on the newest, most exciting cake decorating techniques in the industry. Her attention to detail, educational experiences, and natural artistry all blend together to make her an amazing creative cake artisan. Welcome, Crystal. Thank you very much, Vanessa. Well, it's so nice to have you here today, and I am... Cakes are such a sweet thing to talk about <laughs> from so many novels. <laughs> yes, they are. So how did you get interested in this medium of art through cake? Um, well, actually, um, several years ago when my son was six years old, he was diagnosed with leukemia. And the chemotherapy that he was on was quite lengthy. It was approximately three years, three months, and six days. Yes, I was counting. Um, and so when he finally came through the other side and got done with this lengthy journey, we really wanted to have a chemotherapy graduation party for him. And the spirit and flesh were willing, but the bank account was weak. (laughs) So (laughs) I wanted to make him an amazing celebration cake that was multi-tiered and looked like a castle and had a dragon on top. And um, so I really started researching and figuring out what I needed to do to accomplish that. And if I do say so myself, I came up with uh, a cake that really helped celebrate this huge milestone in his life. And after my friends and family saw that, then other friends started saying, hey, can you make me a cake too? And so um, I didn't realize that it could be a viable business. And, and finally, I decided to go ahead and give it a try. And a great friend of mine set me up with an LLC. And now I'm an official business. So, Well, and I know on your website, you've got pictures. You've got a gallery of lots of your cakes. And you have amazing cakes that are of all different shapes and sizes and, you know, celebrating different things. Uh, do you have a favorite that you've that you've done? That's kind of funny, Vanessa. Actually, I, I lay claim that every time I make a new cake, it becomes my new favorite. <laughs> <laughs> um, any cake that I that stretches me, that causes me to grow, that challenges me, they they really they really do. Every single one of them is my favorite cake. So, so how do you work with the client to decide what kind of cake you're going to make for them? Well, it depends upon the client. Um, There are some clients that come to me that know exactly what they want. They have a vision. They've seen something on the Internet. They've seen something on TV. Um, Or there are clients that come to me that they have absolutely no clue what they would like um, or how to bring it to life. Um, I have some clients that just come to me with an open theme. Um, My favorite clients are the ones that come to me with a, a theme but yet give me creative license. Those are the cakes that I really go over the top on. Um, But I can work with any client that 
you know, can just have a seed of an idea to those that bring me actual pictures and say, I want a cake that looks just like that. So how much time do you typically need from the time somebody approaches you to do a cake until you can deliver the, the finished product? Uh, in a perfect world, I prefer two weeks, uh, especially for those that are larger and heavier carved. Um, you know, I've done cakes that are shaped like toilets and, and those types of cakes. I really like two weeks to plan out the, the structure. You know, they need a lot of support. Um, I need a lot of woodworking um, and I rely on my husband for that, <laughs> and he can only help me on the weekends. Um, so those, I, I really do need two weeks. Um, but by all means, if it's a smaller cake, a simpler cake, and you don't know if if I'm available, feel free to contact me anyway. Um, the worst thing I can do is say no, So, which I hope I don't. <laughs> That's right. So, Crystal, at what point in your life did you start thinking of yourself as an artist? I'm actually still getting comfortable with that title, actually, Vanessa. Um, my, my friends are the ones that tell me I'm an artist. I just feel like I'm doing something that is edible and brings joy, and I, I am just realizing that it is a form of art. Um, my cakes not only taste good, but they are party stoppers. You know, people walk by and go, oh my gosh, that's the cake? And, and I realize that, that that is a form of art. So I guess I'm, I'm still getting used to that label, honestly. Well, and we were talking about in your introduction all the different certifications that you've, that you've had. It sounds like you kind of started making cakes and then got the certifications afterwards. Yes, yes. Um, I'm kind of a stubborn person. <laughs> so, uh, and I'm a type A personality, which all helps um, when you are entering something that you're not real familiar with. Um, and I'm, I'm a big researcher. So I believe that I was doing fine before I got the certifications, but I kind of felt like I was sure that there were faster, easier, smarter ways to do things than the way I was doing them. Um, and I do want to increase the volume of cakes that I do, but I don't want to sacri sacrifice any quality. So that's why I decided to um, go to a wonderful school that's here in Norcross and get these certifications so that I could do things uh, in a more streamlined fashion and yet produce the top-of-the-line product. Well, that's very smart. So, Thank Crystal, you. how does your spirituality find expression in your art? Well, I think it all leads back, honestly, to my son. Um, he's really the, the center of my universe, and we, as much as I wish it weren't such a large part of our family's existence and lives, his cancer really did, I mean, it was three and a half years of our lives of intense and he's only been cancer-free for four years, and we still are going to doctor's appointments. We just finished official doctor's appointments last October. Um, so I loved my son before the cancer. After the cancer, I love my son and appreciate him and am amazed by him and receive such joy from him. And when I... And that that one cake that I did, that initial cake for the chemotherapy graduation party, that really celebrated all of those emotions and all of those feelings that I have for him and what we experienced and the lessons that we learned, like hope and patience and things like that from cancer. 
it's very easy to let something like that like overwhelm you with fear and worry. And I have to remember the joy and happiness that I have from my son. So every time I do a cake, I realize that in a small way, I am helping a family have that same joy. I'm helping them celebrate a milestone. I'm helping them make a friend feel special. I'm helping them remember a birthday or an anniversary. And what an amazing gift that I have to be able to share that joy with other people and not even have to be there. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's really beautiful. And I love that, that that's the way you look at this art that you are creating, that you're just spreading joy. It, it is. My, my cakes are joy. <laughs> so when you're getting ready to work on a cake, do you have any process or anything that you use to kind of tap into your creative flow and your, your energy around creativity? I think that... I use, well, I always use what the client's wishes and desires are as a focal point. Um, there's a lot of times that I will have an image of a cake in my head, and when I'm done, poof, it's right there in front of me. There are other times that I'll have an image in my head, and it's so not there when <laughs> I'm done. It's still a beautiful cake, but it's what the cake wants to be. It's not what I want it to be all the time, so... Um, so I guess just letting the cake speak to me and, and also keeping in mind what the client wishes. That's interesting that you tap into what the cake wants to be. I it love is. that. It really is. <laughs> I hadn't really thought of that before. <laughs> there are one of the wisest pieces of advice I ever got about cake decorating was when you see a cake that is just absolutely covered in flowers it's all camouflage. <laughs> it's it, even the best cake decorators make mistakes and we use the decorations to enhance the cake and to cover minor flaws. Well, and I mentioned to you before we went on air that my mom years ago had a cake decorating business and um, with the bigger cakes, she would deliver them. Mm -hmm. And there were occasions where there would be some sort of a, either an accident getting the getting it delivered or even after it was delivered they would call her and say oh somebody bumped the table can oh. you come back and fix it so what you a know, nightmare extra <laughs> flowers and icing yeah. can be a wonderful <laughs> thing <laughs> i go nowhere without bags of icing and extra flowers and extra decorations it's very smart to be prepared and do you deliver a lot of your cakes? I do deliver. Um, a lot of times they will come and pick them up as well. Um, for the larger, more intricate cakes, um, I do offer to deliver them because I would rather know that, I, that it made it rather than a terrible tragedy happening right. because they just don't realize you know, the precariousness of some of the cakes as well as they are built and the structures and everything. Right. <laughs> so when you're, when you're working with a client and they come to you with a theme, but they don't necessarily have a specific thing in mind, do you have any back and forth with them before you create the cake, or is it just a surprise for a them at the end? Absolutely. I feel that creating a cake design is absolutely um, a partnership with the client. Uh, you know, they're paying me. My cakes are not the most inexpensive. Um, so I want to make certain that they're happy and I want the cake to represent what their celebration is. Um, so I start out, you know, with basic questions. How many people are you wanting to serve? Um, you know, what type of theme do you have? Um, and then we kind of 
I, you know, I tell them, tell me about the person you're celebrating. Tell me about the occasion that you're celebrating. And I throw out some ideas and they either like them or we expand upon them or, or they morph into something that they see representing the celebration that they're wanting a cake at. So do you just talk through the ideas or do you have any things that you show them to kind of visualize for them to visualize what you're talking about? Well, I hope Apple is listening because <laughs> I rely heavily on my iPad. Feel free to send me a free one. Uh, no, I'm just um, I do. I rely very heavily on my iPad. Um, I actually have an app called Cake Doodle that you can actually build little cakes and put um, any color frosting that you want. Um, you can put little toppers on it. And it's very cartoonish. It's meant for a small child, but it's very helpful to give visual people an idea of, you know, not everyone, when they when they envision a cake, sometimes they think just round cake on round cake on round cake. You don't need to do that. You can have a square cake with a round cake with another square cake. Um, you know, and it's, it's nice because you can help them visualize. Um, also, I encourage people to look online um, at a lot of the cakes that are out there and tell me, you know, okay, so this cake appeals to you. What exactly about it appeals to you? Is it the coloring, the shape of it, um, the style of, of the flowers, the frosting, you know, so we work towards a common um, vision, I guess, towards that. I think it's amazing. There's apps for everything. So, <laughs> so when you're using the Cake Doodle app, can you save an image and then email it to someone? Yes, yes, that is the really neat thing too. It will automatically save into the photos on my iPad. Well, I know you were showing me before we went on air as well that a cake that you did that you um, was for an engagement party, mm -hmm. and you had some colors from the bride to be's dress that you incorporated into the cake, so people can give you pictures that don't have anything to do about cakes. Absolutely. Um, I get a lot of uh, inspiration is anywhere and everywhere in a party. It can be, um, I've done baby shower cakes where I've actually recreated the little um, baby animals from the invitation that they used. Um, the cake that you were describing, the young, um, the, the groom sent me a picture of his fiance's um, beautiful sari. And so I was able to duplicate the colors of her sari onto the cake to match her dress perfectly, which really surprised her and blew her away. <laughs> um, I, um, I actually made an airsoft gun cake using the model of an actual airsoft gun. So, wow. uh, yeah, and, and that one was an interesting story. Um, that was for one of my son's birthday parties. And one of his friends came up. It was for his um, 13th birthday party. One of his friends came up, and I thought he was going to just pretend that he was picking up the the airsoft gun cake. And I looked down, and his fingers are smushing <laughs> into the cake because the child is actually trying to pick it up. Because he thought it was an <laughs> airsoft gun. Thought it was real. Oh, that is funny. It is. And, and part of me at the moment, at that moment in time, I was distressed because they take several hours. And then later on, I realized that's actually a compliment because he really thought it was an actual airsoft Absolutely. gun. Absolutely. <laughs> now I can laugh. <laughs> wow. So do you have any any um, ways that you connect to your creativity differently if you're doing something creative just for yourself versus when you're doing something creative for a client or for a, in collaboration with someone else? I, well, 
I love to learn new techniques, which is why I have so many certifications. And when I learn a new technique, I don't just view the technique as this is the way I was taught to use it, and that's the end of it. Um, for example, I took a class on gelatin, which I know sounds like a strange class, but it makes these amazing, beautiful flowers that are so they're see-through. It almost looks like stained glass. I'll, I'll show you pictures. You can look on my website. Um, and they're really beautiful. And I'm looking at this, and as an offspring of that, I'm dying to play with it. So I've created bubbles where it looks like there are actual bubbles flowing off of a cake from this same technique, just used in a different manner. And now I have this idea in my head, and I have to kind of play with it. But... Um, do you, you know Chihuly, the glass? Oh, I do. I, yeah. I love him. I love the bright colors. And when I look at his glass work, it reminds me a lot of this gelatin work. So I really want to try to figure out how to make these brightly colored spikes to come off of a cake that will be Chihuly inspired. And I have this other idea to use a mold, a chocolate mold, um, to make a Cinderella see-through glass slipper using this gelatin technique. So my inspiration is I may get basic technique from a class or an instructor or, you know, the Internet or something, and then I want to make it my own. I want to continue on that path and just explode with it. Oh, I think that's awesome. Thank you. So what's the largest cake that you've done? Largest cake that I have done. Um, well, there are some that are, are large, but they're built up. And then there are some that are large that are flat, as you know, like sheet cakes. Um, I did a Halloween-inspired cake for Chattahoochee High School that was two foot by four foot, shaped as a coffin with a skeleton that had um, eyes that lit up. Um, I've also done, like, for example, my, my cake that is shaped like a toilet. Um, it will feed, you know, 150 to 200 people very easily as well. So there it... So it, is it actually toilet sized? Well, no, not quite. <laughs> wow, that's a lot of it cake. Is, it is big though and weighs, and weighs a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Need a little help carrying that Exa one in. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Once again, I revert back to my husband. Yay. <laughs> yes. Good thing he's strong. I'm going to get him this t-shirt, I swear, that says, I just carry the cake. Oh, I thought that. <laughs> that's a great idea. Don't ask me any questions. I just carry, I just carry the cake. cake. <laughs> so, Crystal, how has your art affected your spiritual evolution, or how has your spiritual evolution affected your art? Well, as I mentioned before, um, as a family, we learned a lot from my son going through cancer. Um, we learned we learned lots of fear. <laughs> we learned lots of medical jargon. Um, we learned more difficult things like hope and joy, as I was saying before. Um, and I think that my art helps me remember the positive lessons. As I mentioned, it's, it would be very easy to be overwhelmed with worry. You know, that my son had a most common type of leukemia, but he had the rarer subtype. So that took his quote-unquote survivor chances down to 70 to 80 percent as opposed to 90 to 100 percent of a lot of leukemia types. Now when you're paying, playing the lottery, 70 to 80 percent, those are some pretty good odds. When you're banking on your child's life, 
that 20 to 30% can be a big dark cloud over your life. Um, so I believe that making the cakes once again just helps me remember to appreciate the joy in my life and my joy is my son and he's just amazing and I just appreciate it so much and I'm so lucky and he's so lucky and he says that he wants to be a surgeon now and he wants to help other kids with cancer and you know if that's that as well as the joy and the appreciation that I have for him and the amazement that I have for him then maybe tiny little bit it might have been worth it to be where I am today yeah well and does your son play around with any of the decoration of cakes or he has the most amazing ideas he is my biggest cheerleader he really is he and and he's also my voice of reason (laughs) (laughs) I I start getting things in my head and I start over decorating and taking it too far and he will come in and he will say mom how much are you charging for this cake and I'll say a hundred dollars and he'll say you're making it worth way much more than a hundred dollars back away from the cake (laughs) 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 and uh, or I'll be like you know oh I have to make um you know, a gingerbread house, and he'll say, it'd be really neat if there were a gingerbread bicycle propped up next to it, covered in snow, and like, yeah, you're right, that is a good idea, you know, so he is just, he doesn't, you know, make the flowers or the cake or anything, but he has the best ideas and just roots me on, and I'll I'll come in and I'll say, I don't know if I like this, and he'll come in and he'll go, Mom, that is so cool. And I know that I've done well if my 14-year-old thinks that my cake is cool. Absolutely. Well, we all need our cheerleaders, but that's awesome that your 14-year-old is such a big cheerleader for you. He is. He is. So do you do do work on cakes every day? Um, It depends upon my weeks. Um, Like, for example, this week, although I don't have any cakes scheduled, I bought some new software to help me correctly price my cakes and to um, keep track of my customers and things like that. So this week I'm working on putting in my ingredients, the cost of the ingredients, my recipes, um, putting in past clients' birthdays and things like that so that I can reach out to them and say, hey, I noticed little Sally's birthday's coming up and she's turning five, you know. And so that um, I'm doing that. Um, I'm also... I've gotten an idea. <laughs> um, I With Mardi Gras coming up, I've got it in my head that I want to try to make an edible mask out of gum paste, and I want to try to decorate it and make it as ornate. And it could end up being a decoration on top of a cake, um, but it's something I want to stretch and play with and come up with a new technique. And So even if I'm not working on an actual client's cake, I still... I'm learning and trying to do something new and different and try to do the not-so-fun stuff of my business, too, um, to try to be a good business owner. Well, and I know that you said you really only started your business about a year and a half ago. Yes. So what ha- what things have surprised you about running a business um, that you didn't expect? That's actually a very easy question. <laughs> I had a meeting with another fabulous friend of mine who is a president of a local um ladies networking group um, ABWA she knows who she is Um, and she has helped me realize that as much as my cakes are fabulous if I sit at home my phone's not going to ring so I'm very surprised at how much networking you have to do 
even for a business like cakes. Um, it's you. Anybody can go to Kroger's or Publix and, and purchase a cake. Um, if you really want something unique and amazing, you need to know the right person, and you have to be able to trust that person that they're going to do a good job, that they're going to bring your vision to life. So it's not just networking and collecting names and telephones. It's forging a relationship so that they trust you and that they can not only use you for their own cakes, but as a resource for their friends and family as well. Well, and I would think the other part of that too is educating them on the amount of time they need to allow to have a really cool cake created. That is very true. That is, you're right. That is a big um, roadblock that I deal with in my business because you can go and, and purchase a fairly inexpensive cake uh, at you know your local grocery store, whereas um, for example, my toilet cake that's a flat sixteen hours. That's not counting how long it takes for me to bake the layers. That is putting the layers together, making the structure, frosting it, putting the fondant on it, decorating it. Um, it's I've tried and tried to streamline it, <laughs> but sixteen hours is the flat time. These cake shows that are on television are wonderful because they're helping people realize that cake does not have to be, you know, like I said, round on round on round. It can be any shape or color or any, it can be a mountain, it can be an airplane, it can be whatever you have in your head. But they also think it only takes eight hours to make a 12-foot cake of a knight on a horse. <laughs> because in the show, they've compressed it to 30 minutes. Exactly. <laughs> and the, the the gentleman that I actually studied under that I got these certifications actually was a network food judge for several of the challenges. And he told us in class that they edit a lot. So even in the eight hours that you see, it may not be. Now, he didn't say that, but he, yeah. you know, it implied that it far outreaches the... 30-minute show that you see. I'm sure. Well, and I know one of the cool cakes you've got on your website is a Wizard of Oz cake where you've actually got all the figures, including the Tin Man. Yes. So how long does a cake like that take to put together? The The actual cake was not um, that, that long because it was an, only an 8-inch cake. However, the figures, um, it's a very... Um, it's, it's a very set process in the fact that since I create everything from scratch and I'm making everything myself, uh, you have to start out making the bodies out of something that's soft and pliable. It's called gum paste. And then you have to walk away and let it dry. Then the next day you can come and you can put the pieces together and you have to walk away and let that dry. Then the next day you can come and you can put clothing on them and you have to walk away and let that dry. And then you can, you know, it, it goes on and on and on. It's not a lengthy process in the fact that it's only a few hours a day, but it's many, many days because you have got to give it time to dry and harden to the point where you can work with it and paint on it and your fingers don't sink into it. <laughs> well, we'll definitely put a picture of that on the Artist Worship website Thank as you. well. Thank you. So, Crystal, tell our listeners how they can get in touch with you and how they can find out more about your cakes. Um, well, I have a wonderful brand spanking new website. It's www.crystalscreativecakes.net, N-E-T. I also have a Facebook page that I would love for everyone to go out and um, like it. And that's um, facebook.com forward slash Crystal's Creative Cakes Georgia. And you do spell out Georgia. Um, 
and you can always give me a call. My number is 404-576-1516. And um, no cake orders too small or too big or too creative. <laughs> <laughs> well, Crystal, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Is there any last thing that you would like to tell our listeners about how they might tap into their own creativity and, and use that as part of their spiritual expression? Um, I think just be true to yourself. Um, don't be afraid to feel your emotions. You know, a lot of us live in fear each day, a fear of failure or, or, you know, just being afraid of being hurt. Um, and I think art really is joy. It helps you grow and it helps you express yourself and you share happiness. So I think that is basically it. I think that's wonderful. Thank you so much. I appreciate you being on the show with us. Thank you for having me, Vanessa. So tell our listeners one more time what your website is. www.crystalscreativecakes.net Excellent. Thank you. And thank you to our listeners. I welcome your suggestions or comments on this or any of our shows. You can find links to all of our shows on Empower Radio and on our website, artasworship.net. Please come share your stories of art as worship on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash artisworship. Listen in next week as we talk with another artist about their creative process and how it connects with their spiritual journey. May you have an inspired and creative week. Namaste.